What's up, pals? Welcome to episode 153 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host, Ryan Merlo. I'm Andy Carasquillo. And today we are talking about a bunch of shit. Like Iron Fist. <laughs> because Alright, what's it? Hold on. Let me, let me adjust my mic so that everyone can hear me clearly. Well, what the fuck is wrong with Iron Fist? Okay, so as you know, when Iron Fist Season 1 came out, I had a huge problem with it because it sucked. Like, big, big donkey balls, it sucked. And I think we all know Iron that. Fist Season 1. It sucked. I, I liked it. You were alone in that. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking were... dark. <laughs> you were alone in that, which is, no, so I, I don't, at first I thought it had to do with the fight scenes and the acting and then this and that, whatever, and then we got Defenders and I saw Danny Ren with Luke and I was like, this shit is really good, so what the fuck went wrong with Iron Fist? Now granted, I haven't finished the season, so there could be something drastically wrong with it that I haven't gotten to just yet, but... Of the episodes I've seen, of which being five, so I think I'm, what, halfway through the season? There are ten episodes? Okay, so I got halfway through. Okay. And I will say that while the writing hasn't gotten much better, the fight scenes have gotten ten times better. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think the season is a lot better. Yeah, he did some work when he in between Defenders and Iron Fist Season 2. I was like, okay, all right. So, I mean, you can still tell that they're choreographed for TV, which I don't have a problem with. Like, that's that's fine. I like that Colleen got a bigger role in this. I think that's really awesome. And, spoiler alert, <laughs> Misty just showed up. So I was like, yay! So I, I think that season two might end on a better note than season one because I, I season one was just... It was god-awful. See, I, I think they used... Honestly, I think the only reason why the writing in season two was so... Uh, season one was so bad was because they used Iron Fist as the setup for the Defenders. Because Iron Fist had, like... It was just all about, like, the hand. Like and Daredevil, though. Let's be real. The hand's not that... The hand is not that fucking interesting... To have a Daredevil season dedicated to them, and an Iron Fist season dedicated to them, and then a Defender season dedicated to them. What I'm... But see, here's the thing is, what they're doing with season two is kind of like what they did with season one with the hand. Is you know who the bad guy is from the beginning, and you reached a bad guy pinnacle so early that I'm expecting the same dragging fizzle out at the end of this season, and I really, I, I'm, that's what I'm expecting, that might not happen, so, well, you well, know who the baddie so, so. this season was supposed to be, it's I'm, Davos, I'm, and you've yeah, reached yeah, yeah. peak Davos yeah, right but, now, like, right where I am, and it, you know. Yeah, right where I am, I think he just got the Iron Fist, so... He did, yeah. And that's like peak bad guy, so he's gonna wreak some havoc, and that'll take, what, two episodes? And then he'll come back and get his ass kicked. And then what? That gets you to episode seven or eight. That's You still have two more episodes to finish off the season. But it's not, it's not only about Davos, it's also about stopping these triads. Yeah, but I feel like, I feel like they, they, they screwed that subplot 
that B-plot by giving him the Iron Fist this early, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. There's... Because it doesn't... Because because the triads and the gangs and all that stuff seems supremely inconsequential once you have Davos as the Iron Fist. It just it doesn't matter anymore because now you have this. So I feel like... I guess. And you also... But you also have that thing with Mary. Yeah, but I... But you know what? I really don't care enough. Like, that's the thing. As soon as we saw her and I saw her go back to the apo- like apartment and I saw the post-it notes, I was like, great, she has DID next. Like, I don't care enough about her. No. Trust me, you will. Okay. You will. I just... I don't... A- unless, <laughs> unless they decide to not do anything with her, I know you will. And it took me a second to figure out who she was. She's uh, Alice Eve from Star Trek. Into darkness. She is! Yes. Oh my god. I've been trying to figure it out. But Because at first you know I saw else? her and I was like, oh my god, it's Trish Walker. And I was like, nope, wait, it just looks like yes. her. <laughs> that, so that was my thing. They her, her last name is Walker. And they're talking about her. And then they cut to a scene with her. And I'm like, so Trish is in this season? Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not Trish. Nope. Hold on. It just looks exactly like her and has the same last name. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it's Alice Eve from Star Trek Into Darkness, but I made that mistake. I, like, looked it up and I was like, nope, wrong, white lady. <laughs> but I, I'm just, I'm concerned because of the pacing of this. Like, I don't care enough about her, even though I know that there's something else coming for her, for her plot, and I know that, but I don't care enough about her because I feel like there wasn't enough uh, a build to that. I'm curious on what she injected Danny with. Yes, that is holding my interest right now. I was like, wait a minute, you got injected with something twice. So I, at first, I thought that it was something to like make him pass out or something, like Dexter. Yeah, yeah. But, but then nothing happened, and I'm like, all right, he's still fighting. What injected him? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then now he's sort of like... He's deteriorating rapidly. He's gotten shot. So where I'm up to... I think the second shot to, was just adrenaline. To get him back I don't back know. Where up. I'm up to, Davos just got the Iron Fist. Yeah, that's that's where that's where I'm at. He just got the Iron Fist, and it's red. And that, to me, is pretty fucking badass. But... I'm noticing a, a theme here. So when Iron Fist first started... I knew nothing about it, and I still haven't, like, read any of the comics for Iron Fist, but when I read who he was supposed to be, I like some of the mysticism, spirituality side of comics, so I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing, and I remember being really excited about it, and then sorely disappointed. Um, But his outfit, we keep seeing hints. Everybody else has a, like, Luke Cage is going to get an outfit. Like, we know that. Like, it's going to happen at some point. Daredevil already has his. Like, when, when, do, when do we get, when do we get the Iron Fist outfit? Because I, I need that right now to just complete the image of all of this that <laughs> I have in my brain. <laughs> I, like, need that to happen. Because yeah, you see I Davos the... with it. Well, not to the full extent, but you see Davos with it. I mean, you see Danny with it also. When he's oh. fighting Davos for the Iron Fist. Yeah. Well, you see half. He doesn't have the seafoam green unitard. He just I has mean, the uh, mask. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I need the I need the complete photo. You need, I need the, the unitard. I do. I really do. I need the complete picture. I really do. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they confirmed that they weren't doing another Defenders. Oh, did they really? So, I thought we were getting Defenders season two. I mean, it's possible, but they have Defenders down as a miniseries, which usually, uh, for Netflix language, means that it's not being picked up for season two at all. Uh, I mean, they might change that, I guess, depending on Disney. So Iron Fist is sort of behind in terms of the seasons. Like Luke, or and actually Luke Cage is too, because Daredevil and Jessica Jones are on track for season three. And Luke Cage and Iron Fist just finished up season two. So either they're waiting to see what happens with the Disney deal, or is it possible they're going to try and give us a season three of Luke Cage and Iron Fist before Defenders 2? Or maybe they should just try to integrate these people into the movies? <laughs> no. No. Why? You don't want to see Daredevil on the big screen? I want to see Daredevil. I mean, we've already seen Daredevil on the big screen, but I wouldn't mind uh, Not Ben Affleck Daredevil. This Daredevil. Netflix Daredevil. I mean, no, Good I, Daredevil. I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, although, you know, at the rate that Ben Affleck is going, he's just going to keep destroying, like, all of these people in his wake. First it was Daredevil, then it was Batman. I think he played a good Batman. I just think the movie that he yeah, was in he was really fucked, shitty. He fucked off, though. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm so not unhappy about Henry Cavill. I think I'm one of the few people that did not like him as Superman. I mean, I've read reports that said Henry Cavill's, um, his, what, what the hell is it called? His manager put out a word that it was just like, it was like a bullshit rumor. But... I don't know how true that is. Well, I mean, I've seen articles with him saying uh, the feud, the supposed feud between me and the network is, like, not real. But him leaving is real. Just maybe the reason why isn't. Oh. He could just be done with it. He might want to go back to being, like, a not super... Like, he could be done with superhero movies. Although, I don't know why you would do that when you're so close to... to finishing all of that. So I, I don't know. But I'm not mad at it. I'm quite pleased. <laughs> I just didn't like him. I thought that... I don't... Not that I could have picked anyone better because I don't have anybody in mind, but I just feel like it could have been anybody else except Brandon Ruth. What was wrong with Brandon Ruth? That super... Oh, God. That Superman movie was not good. I'm not saying it was good, but I like Brandon Ruth. He was... He is now the Adam. Fine as a filler. <laughs> he was just fine as a filler. Alright, so if you could pick your ideal... I know this is going way off topic because we're talking about Iron Fist and now we're back into DC. But if you could pick your, um, your, your number one for Batman and for Superman, who would it be? Like, to play them. To play them. I couldn't, though. I couldn't, though. Like, that's the thing. I I couldn't. I feel like when you're doing something like this, I think one of the first things I said when we started talking about all these movies, like, way back in the very wee days of SMP, I feel like my biggest thing where I was like, why are we getting actors that are already established to play all these things? I would love to see, like, a newcomer, like an unknown, come up in all of this, because then there's nothing to prejudge these people. 
And they're much easily replaceable. When you have a big person like Henry Cavill or Ben Affleck in that, it just, it, 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 that's, that's why Batman for me, like, it's kind of like multiple people paying Batman is like James Bond and Sherlock Holmes. And it's like everyone has their one. It's the same thing with Superman. Everybody has their one. The person that's like their Batman, their Joker, their uh, Superman, their this, their that. Yeah, Jared Leto will never be my Joker. No, he's never going to be mine. Either, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where everybody has that one. So when you do movies like this, I just feel like sometimes there is a benefit to having an unknown do that because there's nothing yes there's a lot resting on their shoulders except a giant acting career before and after them you know what i mean yeah i just i would have picked i would have picked an unknown did you that's why i can't that's why i can't cast it because like i i would want someone i've never heard of that like has this like star quality potential I see what I'm you're not saying. a casting director. I can't. I can't make that. I can't make that decision. So you you kind of want like, basically what they did with Cyborg, where they got an actor that no one really knew, and just threw him as Cyborg. Well, yeah. What hurt him though is he didn't have enough of a chance to shine because the introduction to him was this. Yeah, it was so team lame. movie. Yeah. So, and I feel bad for the actor, but I feel like if you had seen him enough on his own, he could have well, been fantastic. For I actually got know. to meet him over the weekend and a bunch of other actors. Okay, what the fuck? I went to <laughs> I went to a Heroes and Villains convention in New Jersey. Nice. And How was that? It was awesome. I got to meet a lot of actors and actresses that play on Flash, Arrow, Gotham, uh, Teen Wolf. Oh, cool! All right. You got to meet the guy that that plays um, that plays Cyborg. Ironically enough, the first day was on his birthday, so people were going up Aww. to him and just giving him gifts. Oh, and you didn't bring anything for him for his birthday? No, I brought him something the next day. Oh, I didn't know it was his birthday. <laughs> but um, yeah. He he seems very interested in like coming back as cyborg, and I don't blame him. He didn't have a chance to shine, in my opinion. And no, he really did not. I agree with. You I would completely. I would really really like him to have the opportunity to do that, whether it's even in the Titans TV show. Ugh. I'm so not excited about. Don't that. knock it before you try it. I'm going to try it. I'm just not thrilled. You don't even okay. have to pay for the service. I'll give you my account. I know, I know, I know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm like, it's fine. I'm more excited about the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage. Yes. Oh my god, that looks oh. so good. I need that now. Oh, uh, why is it not October? But yeah, I'm that. I'm stupidly excited for. Yeah, but like stupidly excited. That trailer was everything. It's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm very curious on what they're gonna do and if they even decide to tie in with Riverdale at any point. CW is infamous for crossovers, so I could see it happening. Oh, well, I think they're definitely going to. I just don't know. It might be at the end of season one. For Sabrina, because I remember in season one of Riverdale, they mentioned 
that her town is the t- next town over. Yeah. So that right there and from, was enough for that. From what the enough, writers, you know? the writers of Riverdale said that they were moving season three into like original Archie comic stuff. So it's oh, not going to cool. be like a murder right. mystery, whatever anymore. All right. And I still think it'll be. It'll I mean, that's be basically good, that's basically what Archie Comics does. It jumps from random shit to random shit. One one issue, Archie's fighting Predator, and the next minute, he's just chilling with his boys. I know. I used to read the Archie and Jughead comics like in the supermarket when I was younger, because they used to have them by all the cash registers. So when my parents would walk in and we would go around the supermarket for grocery shopping, I would read Archie and Jughead comics while we were going shopping. <laughs> so I would read Archie and Jughead comics in Borders that was like a few blocks away from my middle school. So oh yeah, like, we used to do that too. Hang well, out not in, Archie and Jughead, but... Hang out in Borders and read Death Note and Archie. <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was sitting there reading Death Note. <laughs> oh. This is a good time. Either that or uh, uh, Vampire Hunter or Initial D. That's that's you would find me sitting on the floor of Borders reading all that. Oh yeah, I was always on the floor of Borders. Place oh, was yeah. my life. Barnes and Noble, they won't they won't let you do that. Yeah, fuck you, Barnes and Noble. All right, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. I mean, I really want to see some of these actors and actresses from the the Netflix Marvel shows to show up in the Marvel universe. I mean, I know they spoke about, like, they bring up hints of the Marvel universe, but I would like to see them actively in it. Even if it's for a little cameo, like Spider-Man swinging around Manhattan, oh look, Daredevil's randomly there. Or like, I don't know. Even, But even something as simple as like a name drop, I feel like, is enough. Because it's one of those... It's one of those great little teasers where it's like they drop this name and then whether they show up in the same movie or episode or later on, I just... I think that it's enough as a starting point for like the integration of all these characters yeah. because it's going to happen eventually it has to like it doesn't there are only so many things they can do before the avengers base is in new york and spider-man's in new york doctor strange is in new york black panther has an emissary in new york like so it's impossible that that like it's very 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 impossible that they don't hear about the devil of hell's kitchen or this this dude with a fucking glowing fist. Or this dude with impenetrable skin. Or this chick with super strength. Like, I, I don't just know. Th- yeah. I mean, we also have seen the way um, the Netflix series sort of breaks up the island of Manhattan, which I always think is so funny. So... Hell's Kitchen is between, like, 125th Street and, like... Midtown in Daredevil, 
and the rest of Harlem is like 130th Street to the to like the top of the island. Yeah, like almost a Bronx. In Luke Cage, exactly. And then also apparently in the universe of Luke Cage, um, Georgia is like a 20 minute drive away, which is not realistic at all. But Iron Fist. Happens to be the only, like, geographically accurate part of this <laughs> entire series. And I think that's so funny because it's the one I want to watch the least. <laughs> like, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and Luke Cage all get their geography of the island of Manhattan completely fucked Well, up. I don't think Jessica Jones, not necessarily. They don't really, like, circle her into one part of Manhattan. She's just wherever a paying client is. That's okay. That's fair. That's true. Um, so she's just sort of like not geographically tied down. You just sort of see her flying around Manhattan. Yeah, she's just in is, random ass parts of Manhattan always. Which is fine. But. But I see what you're saying about Luke Cage and. and yeah, like they funny. completely fuck up how the entirety of Manhattan works. Iron Fist is the only one that gets it right. I don't know why. So they could get that right, but they can't get their fighting right in season one. <laughs> I guess. Some research team you got there, guys. Well done. I give you an A. I mean, I guess they studied in geography more than they did in martial arts. Yes, in a show about a guy who's supposed to be the best martial arts artist. That was the in best Manhattan. you could have been. In, in Manhattan. Manhattan. That, was, that was the best decision you guys could have made. They well were just like, they were like, we don't know shit about martial arts. However, I know a thing or two about Manhattan's geography. I know where downtown actually is. It's like, okay. I feel like that would be you. Stan's forte in writing. <laughs> in writing. Iron he Fist. would be, I feel like, I feel like he would, he would take Iron Fist and put it in Queens and that would just make the most sense. <laughs> That's why, Stan, you should write more Spider-Man. Because that takes place in Queens. You know Queens. Listen, Spider-Man's the shit. I love Spider-Man. I'm wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt right now. There's nothing wrong with Spider-Man. I have nothing against Spider-Man. Although, speaking of Spider-Man, I really want to go see Venom. Alright, so... I don't care if it'll be a joke. I want to go see it. Our our topics are very all over the place. However, with (laughs) with Venom now being stated, uh, I am not looking forward to it. I am not hyped for it. However, I am I'm going, not either. I am going to see it. Exactly. Um, whether it I'm is I'm accepting good, it for what it's going to be, which is garbage, but I'm going to go see it. I am absolutely... Are we Are we going to do a, a spoiler cast for Venom? Let's do a spoiler cast for Venom. Done. The only problem with Venom... <laughs> the only very big issue with the Venom movie release date... Do you know when it is? No, actually, I have no idea when Venom's coming out. It is October 5th. Okay. October 5th is the first day, well, it's the second day of New York Comic Con. Oh, farts. So, which means the 6th will be the SMP dinner, and then the 6th will probably record an episode, I mean the 7th will probably record an episode dedicated to Comic Con. Okay. So it would have to be the following week. True. 
Okay, well, whatever. So we'll be a week late, guys. It'll be a week late, but it'll be fine. But we're getting there. We're, we'll get there. We'll still talk about it, and we'll still see it, and it'll be totally fine. It'll still be the crap fest that I envision it to be. Yeah, you guys can wait for some shit, right? Except I really, I really do like uh, this guy as Venom. Uh, what the fuck Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy, yes. I I like what they're going to do with him. Like I I like watching the trailer at the point where he's like, "Why would we do that?" I'm like, "Yes." Yes, thank you for the accuracy, although I still don't think I'm going to enjoy this movie. <laughs> but we'll see. And I think they say that uh, I'm pretty sure Sony officially confirmed that it's going to be PG-13. They did. Which is fucking They desperately stupid. wanted it to be PG-13? I don't so understand. Stupid. Why would you beg for a PG-13 rated movie? Like... I mean, I did see somewhere after they confirmed the PG-13 rating that there's going to be an unrated version. And I just remember when, which is, this fucking stupid in my eyes. If you're going to make a Venom movie, I understand making a Spider-Man movie PG-13. That makes sense. Making a Venom movie PG-13 makes no sense because that feels like it goes against Venom as a comic book character. See, so my whole... Th- it's like, I, I, I sort of put him in the same vein as Deadpool. Like, he's not... A good fucking person. <laughs> yeah, Venom, at this point, he's not a villain. He's more of like an anti-hero, which is essentially what Deadpool like is. Deadpool, right. Yeah. So, and yeah. Venom just straight up fucking murders people. And I see nothing his, wrong with that. His son, which I cannot wait, They, I wanted them to introduce him in this movie, but now I highly, uh, I highly doubt it based on the rating. But yeah. I wanted them to put Cletus Cassidy or Carnage in this movie. And the fact that it's PG-13 and the shit that Cletus Cassidy does and the shit that Carnage does, they will not add him. Yeah, no, there's no room for that. So I don't think we're going to see that anytime soon, which is unfortunate. But... I just, I think that they, I think that the the networks have a certain idea in their head about the way they, they want things to go and the, and the, they, I think they think they know their ideal audience, but the truth of the situation is that they really don't. Yeah, I feel like they because have Venom their demographic, is not meant for a PG-13 they have audience. Their demographic kind of wrong. They're trying to skew this more towards children or kids. Uh, and it's not meant for kids. Spider-Man is, sure, but just because it exists in the Spider-Man universe doesn't make it all kid-friendly. Absolutely. Like, the Joker is not a kid-friendly villain. Yeah. Which is why I'm always surprised. Now, granted, they don't put... I mean, they have put some of his vile stuff in car- in cartoons in the animated series, but a lot of it has been in the comics. But it's not meant for kids. Well, the Killing Joke was rated R, wasn't it? Oh hell yeah! But that exactly that's my point. Like you take a vile human being like the Joker, and if you're gonna do something like that, again, I was always surprised when they included some of the other stuff that he's done. Now they might have muted it a little bit in the animated series or in the movies, but that's fine. But he's not meant for children. Yeah, he he does some pretty crazy shit. 
he does some pretty fucked up shit. And it's like know who you're dealing, know the kind of people that you're involving in this, like villain and character wise, know who you're dealing with, and that helps you better understand the demographic you have to go for. Sure, they got it right with Deadpool, but I feel like a lot of that had to do with the fact that Ryan Reynolds knew exactly what he was doing and who Deadpool was. Yeah, I agree. Can you imagine if they tried to make Deadpool PG-13? That that shit would not fly. It would, it doesn't work. When Deadpool 1 kept getting teased and they finally revealed the rating for the movie, they put it as PG-13 and I was so mad. And then it was like a fake out and they said it was going to be rated R and I was extremely hyped. As much as I did not think that that movie was going to be good, Deadpool needs to be rated R. It's It's the only way it functions and flourishes as a film. Absolutely. You can't, and that, and that's sort of what I'm saying about Venom. Like, Venom is not a a good person. Sure, Eddie Brock might be, but the whole concept of Venom and Carnage and a, a bunch of the other villains that are like that, even some of the characters that are like that, you cannot possibly take those people put them into a movie and expect to walk away with a PG-13 rating just based on who they are. Their baseline is PG-13. You add in even one ounce of of anything that they've done over the span of their lives in, in comics, you have, a ra- you have an R rating. I'm sorry. Yeah. Even some of the shit that Batman does. Oh. I was just gonna say that. that they're sharing Batman comics. Where you're like, damn, what the fuck did Batman do? But it's like he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Sometimes that shit just happens. And honestly, I don't think that it it's right for these movie... Um, like these movie people to try to force the PG-13 rating just so that kids can watch it. If anything, a watered-down version of these superhero movies are going to piss off fans. And... They're just not going to go see it. I, not every... Just because... And I think I think that this is where some people start to get tired of the superhero genre and all the movies that they put out because just because it's a superhero or an anti-hero or a villain or it's in that comic-y universe, it doesn't mean that it's for children because not all comics are for children. It's about subject matter. Absolutely. Just like everything in life isn't for kids, a comic isn't always for a child. A superhero is not always for a child. You want to take a kid to go see uh, a superhero in a child's movie? Go take them to go see The Incredibles. That's a kid's movie. Yeah. Deadpool's not a kid's movie, and it never will be. So wait till your kid is old enough to go see a rated R movie and then take them to go see it. Or if you're that kind of parent and you don't think it'll give them nightmares, you watch it with them. But don't let them go see it, and don't push for, you know... It's like Logan. I had a baby cousin that really wanted to go see Logan when he was coming out because it was Wolverine, and I had my aunt call me and say, I'm gonna go, I think I'm going to go take your cousin to go see this. And I said, absolutely not, you can't. Doesn't matter how mad he gets at you, you cannot go take him to go see this movie. It is not a kid's movie. Yeah. It is violent. It is rated R for a reason. It's not 
meant for children. Please don't do that. And she didn't do it. And yes, he got mad. But it gets to a point. Yeah. So like, get your shit together. I, I saw people taking like five-year-old kids to see Deadpool. And I'm like, no! why is your child here right now? It's like you're going to be so disappointed in the next five minutes when you see the way this movie opens. <laughs> and then it's the same parents that go make that mistake and take their kids to this because they think, oh, it's a superhero movie. It doesn't matter what the rating is. It's these same people that then write articles and say, oh, this movie is terrible for children and, and I can't believe they did this and why are they showing this and violence in the media and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you dumbass. You took a five-year-old to a rated R movie. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> Hello? Use your fucking brain. That's like someone taking their child to see Watchmen, which is rated R, and then complaining that there's a sex scene in the movie. It's right there in front of you, doofus. That, I'm sorry, a shit like that just makes me, like, irrationally angry. No, I 100% agree with you. Because it's, but that's why I get, like, I know Venom's not going to be great, but at the same time, you just made it worse by forcing it to have a PG-13 rating movie. Or maybe there's not crazy subject matter yet. Maybe they're working their but way up to the to, rated but here's R. The thing, he's supposed to be the opposite of Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't want people to get hurt. Venom doesn't care if people get hurt. Venom will do anything that it can to get done what it has to get done no matter the consequences that those actions in and of themselves we condemn normal people for actions like that that's true i guess i can so see you, where you're where you're going so you can't you can't expect like uh, kids at the ripe old age of 13 and 14 at the cusp of puberty they still don't fully understand the way the world works you shouldn't have somebody like that as a pg-13 rating i'm sorry you shouldn't just take the R rating, take the fucking blow, it'll do well enough. Like, chill the fuck out. Unless your writing's really bad, then it won't do well. <laughs> well, in Sony's case, they haven't been doing so well with uh, Marvel movies, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is unfortunate, but. I, again, and knowing that, though, okay, but there's a good point. Knowing that. What makes you think that turning it into a PG-13 film would make it better? I have no idea. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> can't tell you what goes on in the minds of uh I can't Sony. either, and I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> However, that game is fucking phenomenal. Spider-Man. Which one? Ah, I have not played it. It is great. You need to play it. You. you have a PS4. I do, but I do not have the game. So get the game. Right. No. <laughs> Why? I, I mean, Tom might buy it. I don't know. Good. I'm still, I'm still stuck on the Last of Us Two trailer. That I need that game in my life. I'll be, right I'll be now. the Palpatine in Tom's ear when he is contemplating on getting it. Do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. So did, did, you, did you hear that, Tom? Here. <laughs> Listen to the sound of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> On a different note, I don't know if you know this, Andy, 
But I heard this from another podcast that I listened to, so I immediately downloaded it. Marvel has done something smart and has not migrated, but extended their reach to podcasts. No way. There is Marvel Wolverine The Long Night as a story podcast. They have three episodes out right now. It's done with 360 audio, so you absolutely should listen to it with headphones on. And it's some it's something else. It's the Wolverine universe, but they have now descended into the podcast. They've dipped their toe in, as if you will, if you will. New episodes, I think every Wednesday. So, eat it. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna actually... have to listen to it and uh, see how good slash bad they are. Yeah. So they have I and I was wrong. They have two episodes out. They have one trailer and two episodes. Um. But I don't know. They might be doing something really smart here. What? Are it's the... kind of like um. Did you listen? Like, uh... No, I'm scared. Oh, me too. But I think they, but I think they might, be, I think they might be doing something smart here. So, you know, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Darkest Night podcast. Yeah. Okay. So that I was very skeptical of at first, um, but I loved it. I love the way they recorded it. I, I think that the people that they got to lend their voices to that universe, I think, was something else in a good way, and. I don't know. Maybe they're dipping their toe in this medium for some more reason, but I don't know. I think it might do well. I think you, they might be onto something. I don't know. I guess the only way to find out is by listening. Now, I don't know if this is if this entices anybody, but they have Richard Armitage's Wolverine. So is each episode a different superhero, or is or is they no, just following it's, Wolverine it's, right now? They're following Wolverine. Okay. So it's like within the Wolver. It's in. It's within the Wolverine universe. So, yeah. That's interesting. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna listen to it. There. So, but the next time I'm just very scared. Record, I know, but the next time we record, I will have listened to as many episodes as that come out between now and then. But I don't know. I I'm hesitant, but I think that this does have a chance for some serious success. So we'll see. Yes, we'll give our our full review next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think by then they should have three episodes up, so that's three about thirty minute episodes for us to deal with, which should be good. Thanks. Well, this was a very superhero-y episode. This was a very superhero-y episode, but I'm not mad at it, so it's good. <laughs> I mean, we're mad at, at certain things, like the PG-13 rating. I, it's just a... It's ridiculous. It's all... <laughs> like, it's fucking stupid. And if Cletus Cassidy is in it, I'm going to be highly disappointed. Well, yeah, because you were saying that you can't really have that. He's like straight up a psychopath murderer. 
There's there's well, no there denying any of that. So so okay. So if anyone's listening, fuck off with the PG thirteen ratings. If you're one of those right people off. that want superhero movies as a PG thirteen rating, instead of being a well written about how their character is, you suck. <laughs> Straight up. Thank you for listening to episode one fifty three of Super Dead Pals. <laughs> We're ending. Andy, that's where the episode's going to end. You know that, right? That's it's perfect. It's just going to end with you suck. And it's just going to end. Good. Okay. It's going to be a cold Done. end. Yeah, cold end with Andy saying you suck. That's perfect for me. Great. Done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I stop recording? <laughs> Okay. No, we should actually say bye though. I know I feel now I feel bad just be like you suck and mic drop. <laughs> so this was episode one fifty three of Super Nerd Pals. Andy and I have a lot of feelings about a lot of things clearly, and you do suck if you really think that all superhero movies should be PG thirteen rating. I'm sorry, you're just you're wrong. You're just wrong. But it's okay. You've clearly lived your life that way up until now, so, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not bitter. Uh, okay, so, as per usual, you can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter? What else am I forgetting? Uh, Email us. Find us on our websites. NerdPals.network or SuperNerdPals.com, whichever one you want to choose. Yes, and don't forget our. Well, it's a, I guess I guess because Zach's the host, it's a brother podcast. I don't want to call it a sister podcast, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So our other shows on our network. Don't forget, Zach comes out with Chaos Cast every other Wednesday. So make sure you're following us. For that. And Left for Dread. Yes, we have episodes every other Friday. And October is going to be a heavy month for us. We're getting very ambitious. We're really excited. So don't forget, you can check us out at Left for Dread Pod. Uh, like I said, new episodes every other Friday. Yay! Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye.